Hey guys, just a quick note from me. It's been a minute since I posted one of these. This is still happening, and I appreciate you joining for this interview with Kenny. A couple of things to mention. Number one, this podcast was recorded two weeks ago. Due to life being crazy right now, I think that means I'm getting old. It's taken me a while to find time to edit, so sorry about that. I appreciate your patience. Kenny's actually representing England in the IMAF World Championships in Abu Dhabi this coming week. The links to the tournament will be below if you're on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., just Google IMAFs or go to IMAF.org. That's I-M-M-A-F.org. The tournament pass is $9.99. Buying the tournament pass will help the growth of the sport at the amateur level. But however you choose to watch, I know your support will mean the world to Kenny. Number two, I have a Patreon. It's very tongue-in-cheek, as you'll see. I don't expect anything to come of it. I said to people in person, I love doing this podcast and I don't need it to be a job. And it's still very early days regardless. However, if you do enjoy what I do and you want it to be a more regular thing and you can afford it, the minimum price is a pound and you'd be surprised how far a pound a month will go with me. By the end of the year, I want to be releasing two interviews per week. I eventually want to add a third and expand my setup to something more complicated. I think the first thing I need to do is get an actual logo though. As much as I enjoy teaching, and I don't think I'll ever fully stop, working, training, and staying physically and mentally healthy alongside college takes up a lot of time. Yeah, well, was me, I know. I finished college in July, but I don't want this podcast to take a backseat until then. If you can't afford it, or just don't want a tip, that's absolutely not a problem, I can empathise. The fact that people are listening to this is something I'm so grateful for, and still, to be honest, shocked by. While you're listening, a follow, rating, review, like, comment, subscribe, and all that would go a long way. Hitting the bell icon on YouTube will mean you get notifications when I post a new interview. And obviously a share on your social media accounts or directly to people you think would like this would be amazing. So without further ado, here's Kenny. You've got a Harry Potter mug. That's quite oh, sick. That's Alicia's. Yeah. She's also got the one um, that's um, the Marauder, uh, Marauder's Map. That when you put oh, yeah, up yeah, it, yeah. it changes. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite she, sick. Yeah, I think she got it from... Um, Harry Potter world? Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, I've been. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm a proper Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Like, next level. What's, uh, do you, have you read the books, yeah? Yeah, but not all of them. But it's like, I'm more like a spell freak. Right. Like, I'm more about the spells. Like, I'm just all about the spells. I don't even know how to explain it without sounding stupid. No, go on, do it. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Let's just change the topic. <clears throat> you see Garon's podcast. Sorry? Did you see Garon's episode? Yeah, I watched a bit of it. Oh, man. Why? <laughs> he, there was just so many things where he's like, no, let's change the topic. And I was like, no, let's not change the topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Welcome to the I Will Come to Fight podcast. Uh, I believe this is episode number six. Um, I'm going to try and get this right without butchering it. Today, we have Mr. Kenny Rugen, the Tamil Tiger, Suthakaran. That was Suthakaran. Yeah. yeah, that was fine. Okay, cool. Thank you. Hi, man. I've got the seal of approval. Um, how are we today? We're great, man. A bit tired, but we're good. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, excited, excited to be back. New Year. Yeah. Um, haven't done one of these in a while, so um, there's been some scheduling conflicts with a few people. Um, yeah, so you've, uh, you're up in Coventry. Um, what were you doing this weekend, Kenny? Uh, so basically, um, I've been um, selected for the IMF at the end of this month, at the end of Jan. So we had a squad training session today up in Manchester. So I literally came back. I came to Cov. I, I keep saying came back because I'm always used to being here. But um, I came back to Cov last night, dropped my brother off here. 
went up and stayed over at Nottingham and then went over to Manchester to train and then came back here to chat to you, basically. Oh, wow. So yeah. busy weekend. Yeah, yeah. You busy. driving back to London tonight? Yeah. yeah. That's mad. Are you, what, are you PTing tomorrow? What's the day tomorrow? Monday. Monday. No, I'm training tomorrow. So Oof. tomorrow morning I'll chill for a bit because today was not meant to be training day, but it is. So tomorrow morning I'm going to chill and then tomorrow evening I've got sparring. MMA sparring? Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's a um, New Wave Academy? Yeah, in Croydon. In Croydon. Um, how long have you been training there for? So I've been training there for ages. I, I, I went there before I came to Lions when I came over to uni. So when I finished my A-levels, at like 2017, I think, um, in the summer holiday, I decided to start with MMA. And then I went over to their gym, trained the whole summer, and then I came over to uni here and then joined Lions Gym. What did you study at, um, at university <coughs> in Coventry? I did manufacturing engineering. Manufacturing engineering. And what was what was it about that that sort of spoke to you? What 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 did you want to? Nothing really. Nothing. Um, I'm from I'm a Tam I'm from a Tamil family, and we have to study. Like no matter what we do, we have to study and finish off st education. I guess so. I did physics, chemistry, and maths at A levels. So from there, it was just the engineering route, and manufacturing just was there. So I just picked that. I guess. I, I wasn't interested in it. Like I, I just went because that was the way to go, I guess. Okay. Then you've got no interest in, in pursuing anything in engineering? No, not <laughs> really. No. That's fair. To be fair, like by the looks of things, your uh, MMA stuff, your PTing, all that. Yeah. Like um, when I was second year of uni, towards the end of the second year, I started PTing. Because like, I learned how to like... Like, obviously, it's not just holding pads; it's actually teaching. But James taught like from going to like PTs with James, I learned how he teaches a little bit, yeah. like like how he looks at stuff. And then from there, that really helped me, I guess. And I just started teaching from there, but not like full time or something, because I was still at uni. So what I'd do, I'd come uni, stay here for Monday to Friday, train as well Monday to Friday, and then drive back Friday night, teach Saturday Sunday come back Sunday night, start doing uni again. I always thought that was absolutely mental. And you were training, you know, you were training full-time as well as... Yeah, as full as I can, I guess. Like, Except yeah. when uni was there, yeah. I'd be in the gym, I guess. Yeah. Um, but looks like it's paid off. Yeah, it's paying off. It's not quite there yet. I want to keep just going, you know. What What do you think the, the next goal is? Oh, right now, the next goal is IMF for me. Um, so 22nd, I'm flying out to Abu Dhabi and... I just want to experience the whole thing of whole aspect of just flying out and fighting in MMA, you know, just was always a goal of mine to do, I guess. Believe it or not, um, in 2019, I think when I was training at Lions, I went to their trial, but I didn't get in. And uh, I was always like, Aggie about that. I was like, why did I not get in? Because I'm training. Now, why am I not getting in? But um, so this trial it was really random when it came. Because um, I was training for my other fight that happened on December 18th. So I was just training for that fight. I didn't really know about all of this. And then my coach at New Wave was like, there's this trial, go to it kind of thing. So I went. That's how it basically was started. That part. What do you think the difference is in your ability now compared to when you did the trials a few years ago? I think I'm so much more well-rounded now. Like a whole new level of well-rounded for me, I guess. There's so, still so much for me to improve. But it's the grappling. The grappling is what's there now for me. I'm so much more grappling artist, but people are thinking I'm no longer a striker. Like, I'm not a striker. You know? Yeah, I remember in one of your fights um, that I watched recently, the commentator even said 
that you're a great striker with an amazing double leg. Um, yeah. Which is um it's nice to hear. Yeah. I remember I remember sparring with you when you were at Lions and you would get you you would make leaps and bounds, but you would get very upset, frustrated with yourself yeah. if if you got out grappled. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't just look by looking at your last few fights. Like, I'm sure that a lot of the guys at Lions Gym would know that how my grappling was at the beginning. Like with in MMA even like because I'd strike well everything but grappling wasn't there because I didn't learn it as much from the beginning but now I've just put so much more time into my wrestling my jits and it's there like all my wins last year were submissions you know there was not much striking well even though there was a bit of striking but the wins were because of grappling you know I mean that's the game especially at the amateur level you know people want to grab hold of you and if you you need something to be able to do something about it right just amateurs everywhere I guess you know if they just know you could strike they're not going to want to strike with you no that's true you know yeah absolutely um do you enjoy it enjoy what grappling yeah I, I before I didn't I actually didn't I didn't like it that much because I wasn't good at it but the more I just went through it even if I even when I wasn't enjoying it I was just I just kept going through it there would be there would have been days where I'd go like I'd be driving home from training I'm like the hell was that one because like i just get out grappled but i've always told myself just to keep going and then it was there and even when you get messed up in training grappling like it builds you up for the fights i guess so i, I grapple with good grapplers like i don't know if you've heard of like noah hamza from new wave academy they're amateurs well noah's turning pro but these men are like really good grapplers so grappling with them just takes you off a level I guess yeah um it's one thing you know I, I can't speak for the guys at New Wave although I've seen some of your your guys fights um it's one of the things that I think about Lions is you can go to a session at Lions and you think oh I'm so so bad like I'm getting smashed and grappling and then you go to a competition yeah and you realize actually the level of grappling at the gym yeah is above a lot of other gyms mm. um because because you're you know you're even if you're a quite quite striker you're smashing yeah, you know, grapplers from other gyms. Definitely. Um, you're a guy with a um, a striking background, a heavy striking background, and I do want to get into that. Um, is there any interest in competing, or have you competed in jiu-jitsu or, or any kind of grappling at all? I've only competed in jiu-jitsu once, and that wasn't even like a competition competition. It was an inter-club. It was an inter- This is the one in, the Le- in Leeds? Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. So. so that's I competed in MMA and K1 on that day. And there was a jiu-jitsu match ready for me as well. I did that. No one won. We were just rolling for five minutes and then it stopped. So it doesn't really count, I feel like. But yeah, I did that. That's the only grappling competition I've done. I mean, the jiu-jitsu at those places is pretty close to competition jiu-jitsu anyway. Yeah, so. as in one person needs to tap in it, but <laughs> that, but no one tapped. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, I mean, obviously there's no points, but um, yeah. you get points at a competition. But um, it's... It's closer to an amateur jiu-jitsu a, you know, a tournament mm. than, let's say, inter-club MMA is to amateur yeah. MMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you can pretty much go full-on yeah. in those jiu-jitsu inter-clubs. Um, so let's go way back. How old were you when you started karate? Uh, I was nine, nine oh. years old. So that's, I, that's older. I'm surprised by that. That's older than yeah. I thought you'd be. Yeah, like I always hear people just starting training at like five, four. But I did a lot of other stuff. Like I did like dancing and stuff when I was really young, 
and these like the, the type of dancing I did like required like crazy level flexibility and like balance and all of that. So I always thought that was a great help in my beginning, like athletic wise. But karate was nine years old. Yeah. What what kind of dancing was it? Basically, it was this traditional Tamil like. South Asian type dance. I don't really know how to explain it. It used to be, it's called Bharatanatyam. And frankly, it was known for females to learn that dance. That, that was that was like the thing. Like it was like all the Tamil girls that that are around me, they all learned that dance. So I was the only boy that learned that dance in like the whole borough, like the whole, in the whole illusion. That was the only, and I was known for it as well, for, for learning that dance. But it's incredibly hard. And if you're good at it, you're good at a lot of things because it's just sick, like balance-wise, everything, you know? Was, was it a problem you learning that style of dance? Sorry? Was there ever a problem with... Did anyone have a problem with you learning that, that style nah, of dance? No, my mum my just sent me there. My mum was like, <laughs> you have to learn this. I was like, oh, okay. I was in like year two or something. She really wanted me to learn everything, you know? Like dance. She put me in karate. Not because I wanted to. I didn't want to do anything. Like I was just an energetic kid. But my mum would just want me to do this, do that. So I just went, basically. Do you, do you think it was to get you out of the house or do you think it was to... <laughs> As in, I had a lot of energy. Yeah. Like, crazy level of energy. Proper hyperactive kid, I think. So I have to get rid of that energy, I guess. So she just put me in everything she could possibly think of, you know. Did you Did you do any other sports as a kid? As a kid, like... As like a... Yeah, really like a little kid. Little uh, kid. No. no, it was just karate and dancing. So did the dance help with the, the karate? In terms of flexibility, I always thought so. Because um, in karate, they used to push people like to a point where you would cry kind of thing. And I, I, as I, I've cried because of stretching back in the day, but it, it was always worse for other people, I felt like. I felt like I was still able to do a certain level. But I think, yeah, dance did help that, yeah. Yeah, um, what's interesting is you see a lot of... Um you know, especially in MMA, people want to look down at, at a lot of karate schools because there are a lot of quote unquote dojos and jujitsu is sort of going that way as well. But like, what from the I guess from the moment that I saw you sparring and hitting pads, you know, in, whether it was in Thai or whatever we were doing at the time, it was clear that you had a legitimate striking background. Yeah. And then we, I know we've we've talked about sort of what karate was like for you, and while you did still have to do the traditional sort of the kata and stuff like that. Um, it seems to me that you went to a legitimate karate school that was yeah, teaching um, good martial arts, good fundamentals. It was the fundamentals. That's the key that we did. Like we would do one kick literally a thousand times. Like, like that Bruce quote. Lee shit. Yeah, like literally the quote, like, like literally we'll be in our stance, we'll do the front kick, chain stance. And we... I, I learned in a way where I didn't know what orthodox and southpaw was until I was like 17. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I didn't know people fought like left-handed and right-handed people. I just thought they fight both stance. So when they when they finally told me, I, I was always already able to fight in both stance, I guess, because like, I didn't know about it. Like in karate, like they don't even teach it to you like that. It's just this kick and then the same thing, the other leg. So we're doing everything the same. Like it's say if yeah, in like jujitsu, when we're doing drills and stuff, we pick a side more of the time, right? Like when we're doing it with our partner, we'll do like we obviously do the weaker side once or twice, but more time we do the stronger side. But in karate, there was no stronger side or weaker side. It was just both sides. We're just doing it 
again and again and again. I think that helped a lot. But a problem for me was we did it on air. Like we would kick the air a thousand times. So a problem was me for me was bringing that power behind, like precision, speed, and everything was there. But it was then Muay Thai that really got me into the power side of it, I guess. Yeah, um, it was Leandro. You know, Leandro, um, mo- mostly jiu-jitsu guy, um, but big, muscly. Like he's an ox of a Brazilian man. He he when he's coached, he's a, he's a brown belt at Lions. When he's coached at Lions. He always emphasizes doing both sides. So he goes, do both sides. Oh, okay. Do both sides. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you're absolutely right. People will pick a side, um, yeah. whether it's grappling or striking. Um, when did you start Muay Thai? I was in sixth form. I was around 16, 17. That's when I started Muay Thai. And um, what was that? Day that one that like? was weird. Um, basically, so I started doing a lot of karate competition, full contact karate competition, and the interest for me, the passion, just started taking over. I was always thinking about it. You know that phase when you're like a kid and you just want to do one thing and it's that. So I went up to my mom and I was like, I want to start other stuff. I want to start doing Muay Thai. I want to start doing MMA. My mom said no to MMA straight, like, like, because I was young. And she said no to Muay Thai as well. She was like, you, you could get hurt, this and that. And then in school, there was a friend in the year above. This guy looked like a fighter, like the way he was handling himself, the way he'd like, move about. And I had no idea who he was. I've never spoken to him in my life. And he was wearing a shirt and under the shirt, there was a vest and it had like a Thai thing on it, like two people fighting Thai style. And that's all I saw. And I literally just went up to him. I was like, do you do, you do Muay Thai? Cause I, I didn't know any gyms there either. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was Miran. He's not here anymore. He's doing medicine abroad. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do this, I do that. And then he took me to the gym. And then I had no, nothing but karate, no stamina, nothing. It's just good kicks. That was it. And good kicks that aren't even powerful. It's just good kicks, like high, nice to watch kicks. And then from there, I was like, okay, there's stuff to improve even, like obviously in striking. Was it a strict Muay Thai gym? Yeah, it was just Muay Thai. So was, that must've been interesting. Did, I don't, you might not have heard it, but... Would, did anyone have anything anything to say about your uh, I remember, karate background going into the no, Muay Thai gym? They really liked me, like the way I right. was doing my kicks. Like I wanted to learn as well. Like I wanted to learn yeah. it all, and I had the skill to learn. I guess like I, it's not like I knew nothing about kicking, you know. But I remember the first time someone taught me how to check, and it wasn't good. Like um, he was like, "Okay, this is how you check." Obviously, checking's easy, but it's the whole taking the shot on your shin is the hard bit, right? Like mentally. So he was like, okay, this is how you check. So I know how to check now. And then he goes kick. He goes to kick me. I check and my shin was swollen for like three weeks, like badly swollen. So I was like, whoa, this is like the real deal. Like you can't just be, you can't just learn to kick high. You need to be able to kick strong, mm. you know? Um, it's also a completely different stance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got such a, a wide base with uh, with traditional karate. Yeah. Whereas Muay Thai is like so square on. Um, mm. and and the points is obviously completely different in terms yeah. of what scores and what does did you compete in have you competed in, in Muay Thai yeah. yeah I competed when I was in Lions Gym yeah. in 2019 um, how, did, how did that go that was calm yeah. yeah it was nice it was the whole music fighting to the music yeah it was really nice would you do it again now that I'm focusing completely on MMA probably not but I wouldn't completely count it out because I, I really did like it 
if I didn't do MMA, I'd probably do K1 or Muay Thai, you know? Interesting. Which which style do you prefer, K1 or Muay Thai? I prefer both, like, because, like, if I have to fight like that, I'd fight like that. Like, because K1, I'd like to fight, fight rangy. And Muay Thai, I'd, I like to clinch up as well and sweep and grab the legs and sweep and all of that. Mm. I think that's um, it's part of the beauty of of MMA and or, or like training for MMA is you get to experience so many different styles and mm. um, you know you can find something to appreciate in all of them yes. if you really put your mind to it and you've got that that sort of I want to learn everything attitude which is which is really cool you like boxing though as well don't you like straight boxing yeah as in I've never competed in no, straight no. boxing but I like to learn it yeah yeah to be fair nowadays when I was at Lions I used to do a lot of just pure boxing sessions but nowadays I don't I'm a lot more just MMA sessions. It's like more MMA sessions. Um, so um, just going back to the karate for a second, you did a, how many tournaments do you reckon you, you did for karate? I don't even remember. It was a lot, man. Uh, I went to America when I was 14 to fight in the, I. it was called the International World Karate Association World Championships. Wow. Yeah, yeah I was 14. And I won the fighting and the kata. That's when it started for me. That's when that fire started, I guess. What, for? For, for martial arts, basically. Like, I always liked it, but it was more like I was just, ta- like, there was a talent there, but I didn't really care. Like, it was just fun for me going every Sunday to karate. It was one of them ones. But when I started training for that, like, for, like, a year, like, a year before I knew I was going to this, I was, all, like, all I was doing was, like, training karate, watching karate, just breathing karate just karate by itself like I didn't even know about MMA or anything it was just karate for me like kicks punches that are like right hand punches to the body this and that and yeah but I didn't even go there thinking I would win like in the fashion I did but I won the kata first the patterns you know and then after that I was like okay and then both of it I won so what what was that moment where you went okay this is what I want to do like what what's what's the driving force behind that is it just winning because you don't seem obviously you want to win but you don't seem like to me like a guy that's motivated purely by winning because right now like in MMA hmm. there's a lot of stuff that motivates me my uh just hung yeah there's hunger to win obviously yeah I've got crazy hunger I think and um my reasons for fighting are just are simply uh it gets very deep I guess um like my people, my people are very big influence in why why I want to win and stuff. Like I'm Tamil and I'm an Ulam Tamil person. So if um, I don't know if you already know about everything that's happening back home for our people. So there's a lot of like discrimination, genocide, all of that's happening, and a lot of war, civil war happened in Sri Lanka, and all of that. So and right now, all of Ulam Tamils are all over the world. Without an without an actual country to their name, officially, you know, so I just want I I want to just put us on the map, you know. I want to put us on the map and just show everyone who we are. We're Ulam Tamils, you know. I want to show that, and I want other Tamils, not in just MMA, just in everything, just show who Tamil Tamil Ulam Tamil people are, you know. To be fair. Nowadays, there's a lot of a lot. If in, on Fight Star, um, there was another Tamil guy who fought, and he took the flag and everything. And 
I never seen someone take the flag except if it was me, you know? And when I saw that, it was just breathtaking. Like, he's walking and he's fighting and he's winning and it's, it's sick to watch. It but, means a lot to you. Yeah, that, that, that motivates me deeply. My family, just my family, we're, we're not insanely rich and stuff. Like, we're below average people and stuff like that. You just want to build them up and bring them up and give them a better life, you know? Do you think that... Um that affects your work ethic yeah definitely as in i i feel like i can do stuff by myself like in terms of like even like something simple like snc like i work with josh for snc and the snc workouts he gives me is extremely hard like it's insane and i do that by myself in the gym and no one's watching me like josh isn't watching me do this like He's not standing right there saying push, push, push like he would do for like, like other MMA fighters would have. Like other MMA fighters would have coaches who are pushing them. But I feel like whether or not someone's pushing me, I'll push myself and make sure I do it. Just because he's not watching doesn't mean I would stop or even slack off a little bit. Uh, if, if he says three sets, I'll make sure I do four sets kind of thing. Like it's, it's literally like, like in terms of like treadmill sprints that I do close to my fights, if he says three to four, it means like four to five in my head, you know? If he says six, 30 seconds to 60 second rest, it's definitely 30 seconds for me. Like, I'll just really push it to the limit. And Josh would know, like, I'm... F- f- can I swear? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> fucked after, like, my sessions with him. And it's good. It's sick. So I think my work ethic is very high. Yeah. Shout out to Josh Josh Merritt. Yeah, sick SNC coach. Yeah, nice guy as well. Hmm. Um, I've only really met him... SNC, I haven't really chatted to him about much else. Have you met him in person? I saw him at the wedding. Oh, right. That's yeah. good. So that was the first time you guys met? No, 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 no. I've met him before, but it was right. purely for SNC. Like, I just went to a session with him. But yeah. Okay. So you um. So you go to this Muay Thai gym? I don't anymore. No, 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 no. But oh, yeah, 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 cool. Let me tell the story. Oh, sorry. sorry. Okay, <laughs> you go to this Muay Thai gym. Um, you train there. How long did you train there for? I trained there from... For a whole of my sixth form so two years two years and then every now and then when i was at uni still i still went there when i was back at home so i, I still go there every now and then i haven't been there in a while but it's not like i just stopped going there but so far like three four years so was that um was is this a separate gym from new wave yeah yeah, yeah. this was this so you was, were training in both places no no when i was training at new wave i wasn't no no yeah when i was training at this gym was called king cobra and when I was training there, I wasn't—I didn't even know about New Wave at the time. And when did you start training at New Wave? Remind me. When Six One finished. Six One finished. Okay. Yeah. So this was Muay Thai was when Six One started. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, you had a lot of Muay Thai then. Were you? Yeah. You, you'd, you'd finished karate by by this point. I finished karate a week before. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I became a black belt in karate when I was around year eleven. Yeah. So it's literally before I started Six One. Yeah. But I didn't finish. I was still practicing karate and stuff but i stopped karate like after a week before i left to uni because i couldn't go anymore because i was here you know mm. and you just haven't haven't wanted to go back no i've been back okay not like regularly i've been back every now and then but i still practice it by myself that's cool i still practice karate like i still practice my megiri and all of that like my front kicks my side kicks my front side kicks you know, my roundhouse kicks, I still practice it, but I don't go there, you know. 
Yeah. So you uh you went to university in Coventry. Um, do you know, do you remember what year this this would have been? Twenty sixteen maybe. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So a year after I got to Cov. Um, what uh, what drew you to Lions? That was actually quite fun. I mean, funny. So I knew when wherever I went to uni, I needed a an MMA gym to be there, like in like close to me, so I can train. Because I wasn't just gonna go uni and forget about martial arts. I was literally looking at unis where there were good martial art gyms to apply. So like six months before, I knew I was I've I've got a, a conditional offer from Cov, but I knew more time I was gonna get into Cov and go Cov. So I called Raj, but Raj didn't know I was me at the time. So I called him and. I knew it was I knew it was Raj, and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna come to Lions Gym in like six months. How does it all work? This and that, and then he was like, yeah, this is how it works. Just come when you get to uni and this and that, and yeah, that's how. And then that's how I I looked them up basically, and then I saw like Andre Winner, Jimmy Woolhead was teaching there, and I found that quite cool. Did you know either Andre or Jimmy from from before? I've watched Jimmy Woolhead, and I saw Andre on the Michael Bisping documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was like, oh, shit, it's him. I, should, I remember uh, him. I should check that out. I haven't seen it. Yeah, as in it's a very small glimpse, but I saw right. he was there, and I was like, oh. And then I looked at him, like, there's like a biogra- biography of him like, on the Lions Gym website at the time. I don't know if it's still there. So I read about him. Uh, I think, who? Uh, Andre. Yeah, yeah, it'll still be there, yeah. Yeah, so I saw that, and I was like, okay, that's sick. Yeah, um, I loved I loved training with both of those guys. Yeah, um, they're sick. Yeah, Alicia's training with Jimmy tomorrow. Oh, okay. And we've both got Dre on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, you you do like PTs with him? Uh, no, just um, just MMA sessions um, mm. with the gym. Um, so yeah, um, you start training at Lions. Um, obviously training in Muay Thai. Um, I know you did boxing as well. Um, was that when you started training jujitsu, or had you done a bit of jujitsu before? I did jiu-jitsu when I finished sixth one when, when I started at New Wave for like two months before I came to Lions. Mm. And then I, it was all Lions, like most of the time, because I trained mostly at Lions for jiu-jitsu, yeah, so far. Um, talk about your time at Lions, like what? Lions gym was just, it was a fun time for me. I can never forget Lions gym kind of thing. It's kind of close to my heart. Uh, it, I think Lions gym played a huge part to me even finishing uni, you know? There, there was a point where I was going to drop out of uni I don't know if Raj already told you. James told me this. Oh, did he? Yeah. Years ago. And, yeah. And I was like, I was literally going to go to the hub and tell them I'm done and then go drive to London kind of thing. And then Raj told me, before you do that, I, I told Raj I'm going to do this. And then Raj said, before you do that, come to Lions quick. I want to chat to you. And he just lectured me. Like, he just lectured me to a point where I thought, okay, I, I didn't drop out, basically. <laughs> and it just stress. And I was fighting as well, so it, it made me keep my time, like I managed my time quite well, even with uni. Like I, I managed my time so well, even if I had an exam the next day, I'd still come lines, because I'd end up revising for the exam or something before. So I was able to manage my time well, so I think Lions Gym helped me a lot with that. So it was it was Raj that convinced you to stay? Yeah. yeah that's interesting. Maybe I should have spoken to Raj then. Yeah, Raj was like, you can't drop out, like, at, at all. Yeah, there maybe, was no chance. Maybe I should have spoken to Raj before I dropped out. And <laughs> I spoke to James, and he was like, 
Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, I think James was like, yeah, if you want to, you want to kind of thing. But Raj, there was no chance. James said to me, he said, I've never heard you say anything positive about maths. <laughs> and I'm like, you did maths? Yeah, I did maths. Oh, yeah. mad. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, like pure maths. As in straight math, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had to do like your mechanics, your oh, okay, first, first. programming, your statistics, and but yeah, um, that was a <laughs> that was an interesting time in my life. Mm. Um, in my second year of uni, basically, I just I was doing open mics, I was training, and then I was sleeping all day, just like missing all my yeah. lectures because I'd already worked out by then. I was just like, yeah. I don't want to be at uni doing maths. It sucks. <laughs> so yeah, math sounds quite long. I did maths A levels. It was not nice. Manufacturing engineering though. Yeah, but that, I, uh, for real, ma there was not that much maths in manufacturing engineering. It was more like from a business point of view and oh, okay. processing and stuff like that. There was not that much maths, like pure. There was a little bit of maths, but not like Findex and all of that, you know? <laughs> not like Findex. <laughs> I find it funny that people think that that's what I did for <laughs> two yeah, years. Well, like, you know what I mean, innit? I know what you mean. Um, so you had a few fights while you were at Lions. Yeah. Um, some of them. So, yeah. How many kickboxing fights did you have? I had one kickboxing fight, one Muay Thai fight, and the rest were MMA, except mm. the karate fights. Yeah, I remember your uh, your kickboxing fight, and like that, you just smashed that guy. Were you there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Fair. Uh, I was hammered. Oh. <laughs> it was. Um, it's a funny story about this. Um, she's gonna get embarrassed by me telling this story, but. Um, because Melissa was fighting. Yeah, yeah, And um, Alicia was friends with and colleagues with Melissa. All the the gymnastics gym drove over to see Melissa fight. And as Melissa, what, because she got that knockout in like 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, you know, she's trying to get out of the cage. And um, all of the gymnastics girls are like crowding her to hug her and stuff. And I'm there trying to hug Melissa. And they're like, Alicia... Who we didn't know each other at the time. It would be years until we like met properly. Oh, but Alicia okay. just remembers seeing this this drunk kid <laughs> with a wrestling t shirt on. I think it was this t shirt actually with glasses and a pint, just trying to get through to hug Melissa. And just like no one, oh, no one gave a shit <laughs> at all, and she felt like really sorry for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that um, was a that was a fun night. It was a cool night because we had like seven like seven fighters. Yeah. Um, Theo was on the card. Yeah. You oh see yeah. Th see yeah, Theo recently? Yeah. You ever see Theo? No, I haven't seen Theo since no. he left. That's a shame. Um, he still messages me every now and then on Instagram. Is he fighting? Sorry? Does he still fight? I don't think so. No. He should. It's a shame. Yeah, he was sick. Yeah, he was a sick guy. Yeah. Um, Saffer was on there. Mm. Oh, that fight. That fight was mad. <sighs> that fight was mad. Yeah. I was on... I was holding his phone for for a live and his family was watching and then after what happened happened his mom started calling and i was i, I don't know what to say so i'm i'm picking off and then she's like are you fine are you fine and i'm like he's fine and then I, I cut the call but then she keeps calling and i'm in distressed out mode and because he was like oh and you've got to tell her that yeah he's exactly. fine yeah. And he is not fine. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> didn't he throw up? Like, yeah, he was like very tired and like really tired, isn't it? Like, insanely tired. Yeah, it was mad. He comes back occasionally. So yeah, I saw him at the wedding. He was dancing like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, he was quite jokes. <laughs> um. So yeah, you uh, you do two, three years. Did you do a placement year? No, no. no. So you did three years at Lions, 
Um, obviously, the pandemic kind of yeah. screwed your uh, um, graduation. But um, in your second year, you start doing this schedule. Was it towards the end of your second year? You start doing this, going back every yeah, yeah, yeah. every week. Yeah, and um, so you're you're at uni five days a week, training as much as you can at Lions, and you you started PTing at yeah. Tiger Den. Tell me about the Tiger Den. Okay, so um, Tiger Den, I started it at the end of second year. I just built like a little space in my back garden to originally just train, just do stuff for myself. But then I was like, I built this, I might as well try to do some PTs. And then it started happening. So I was like, okay, um, let's start coming back every weekend. Because I had enough clients so it, to come back and still make profit, I guess. And so I started coming back every week and teaching. And I'll teach from like nine to six on Saturday and Sunday. Wow. And then Sunday, I'll finish at like six and then I'll eat and stuff. And then I'll drive back to Cov and I'd have a lot of work to do because... But my my roommates who are who are in my course they do a lot of work on Saturday and Sunday, at at the time that I'm at in London because that's the time they're free, and then by the time I come back they're already in the library. I'll come back at like eight nine p.m., put all the food that my mom's given me and all of that in the fridge, and then make my way to the library, that's and then insane. and then I'd start doing my work till like one a.m. two a.m. I'll go home sleep and then I would have nine a.m. <laughs> I'll finish that then I'll train. <laughs> Do you know what I I I think there must be, I don't know. You just must be one of these people that's like, and I don't want to discount anything you do because you work so fucking hard. Yeah. But you must be like just naturally good at picking things up because like, well, if you come home late at night and you work until one a.m. two a.m., like that's nowhere near as much work as the university thinks you need to put in. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. As in, I don't. I didn't do enough work. No, I, I, yeah. But you, but you got the degree. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I think Corona might have blessed me because I think the lecturers would have thought it's Corona just let him off. Were you, did you get a, um, did you get a, uh, what's it called, a maintenance loan? Yeah, yeah, I had so to. fucking hell, like, yeah. obviously maintenance loan goes like, like that when yeah. you're at uni, but you're not, you didn't go out. We, I actually had like, to be fair, I did go out quite a bit like not not a lot but like I still did go out every now and then but we got this thing so I didn't know we got this until I came to the course but we got a 3k bursary every year so yeah buddy yeah so <laughs> I didn't know this so it's like Tuesday my first week of uni and then the, the lecturer tells me you get three thousand pounds every year for because we had to go to this place called Unipart to it was like not a placement year but it was a company where we had to go and like do projects on their fuel fillers and stuff. So for that, we got paid. And it was insane. Remind me what car you drive? Uh, I Actually, right now I'm driving an Astra, so it's not even that nice because my car crashed. Oof. Someone hit my car. Big oof. Yeah. And you used to drive a Beamer? Yeah, that was years ago. Right. And then I got a GTA 6, and the GTA 6 is the one that someone hit in the middle of the night. Ah. Yeah. Not, not. sad. Yeah, you must have been. You you getting paid for these PTs, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, you must have been loaded. Yeah. As in, I had expenses. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I always somehow... I bought my mom a TV with the bursary money and I, I would spend it on, like, stupid, stupid shit. <laughs> so, like, I'd start modding my car. Like, when I had the BIM, I would just mod my car. I'd do dumb shit to my car that I don't even need. What, you would mod it or get... Or pay other people? No, I'll pay other yeah, people yeah. to mod it. I don't mod it. But, yeah, now I don't do any of that. I'm trying to save a little bit of money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying. 
How old are you now? 23. 23, yeah. So a year younger than me. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. yeah. Actually, when's your birthday? December 6, 1998. Oh, that's my date of birth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Tiger Den, and now you're... Yeah, then when I finished uni, I've really built it properly because I knew I'm going to have to do this when I train full time. So I built it properly. It's like twice the size it was when I first built it. And it's it's really nice, to be fair. Is this just a room at, at your place? Yeah. Do you live um, by yourself? Or no, I live with my parents. Your parents must be the coolest parents. Yeah. As in mum... It was like... Because my mum knew I didn't want to go uni. Yeah. So my, it was like my mum's present for me. Oh, that's cool. It was like a parent's present for me because I went to uni for them to get this degree because they wanted... As in, it's for me, obviously, but I didn't really want it. But I did it for my mom. That's the summary of my uni life. But because um, I did that, when I came back, she was like, okay, if you want to do this, I can do this for you kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just you coaching there at the minute. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I've heard a lot of stories where like someone would finish uni and their dad would like buy them a house. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that. I've heard stuff like that. It was like something like that. That's but like cool. not a house, obviously. Like just a graduation present yeah, of some like sort. So my graduation present was Tiger Den. Your graduation present was a workplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I, I think it's cool. Yeah, it's sick. It's a, it's a nice gym. Like, it's like it is, yeah. matted up. I, I, like, during the corona period, I'd get guys from New Wave to come and spar there. So we'd actually spar. And it's sick to scrap in your house like that. You had to do it like pro wrestling style, like no, no touch. <laughs> just like sell it no 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 we'd spar <laughs> um, and then you, so you finish uni you go back to, to New Wave um, how, how many days a week are you training at New Wave five days a week five days a week but like two day, two sessions a day two to three sessions a day morning and afternoon or yeah morning and afternoon usually it's like I train at New Wave in the morning or SNC in the morning and then I train in the evening New Wave and in the middle I do my own thing in the Tiger Den. Like, it's either I go on a run, which I do quite a bit now, or it's like doing drills myself. Okay. And is it the drills, is it just something that... Like no, head movement drills, footwork drills, stuff like that. Like, it's very light because it's the second session of the day and I still have the third session, so I don't go over the top with it. It's just like a... I don't know. It's like an active but rest yeah. type session. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeps you keeps your body loose. Yeah. Especially if you're doing S and C in the morning. Yeah. Like, As in if I rest the whole day after training, I feel really weird going to my session at eight PM in the evening because I've just been doing nothing the whole day. Yeah. So I, I try to keep myself a bit over that. So you're still PTing at the at the weekends then? Yeah. Yeah. But I did do Monday to Friday, but it gets a bit long with training, so I just mm. tried to I do it all on Saturday, Sunday. Is I it, do uh, some on Fridays. Is it, is it mostly Tamil? Tamil kids. Yeah. yeah, but there's other people coming as well. But yeah, a lot of Tamil people. There's a lot of Tamil people where I live as well. So mm. yeah. from that is so when you I remember after your kickboxing fight, you got quite a bit of media coverage. Yeah, from from various places. Um, talk to talk to me a bit a bit about that. Like that, I swear on, I didn't even expect that to happen. But um, uh, basically, because I took my flag. That's literally why that happened. Because there's not that much Tamil fighters. There's not that much Tamil athletes, you know? There's there's not, especially in this country. I, I don't know a lot of Tamil athletes that are, like, trying to 
provide by being an athlete, you know. So the moment I did that and I won the way I won and then I raised the flag the way I raised the flag, it really, like, made some people get really happy about it and that's why that happened. Is that, is that, has that become a common thing? What? Do you, do you get a lot of coverage from, from Tamil? Yeah, yeah. Cause outlets? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of Tamils that are doing what I'm doing, so... The moment they see that, they're like, oh, shit, there's a Tamil MMA fighter. But I think a lot of Tamil people can be MMA fighters or a lot of Tamil people are talented enough to be athletes and stuff. They just need to do it. For us, our parents are all about studying, like studying, get a good job. A lot of my relatives don't even like the fact that I'm fighting. Is that... I mean, so obviously, I I hate using the word privilege, but... You know, I'm a fucking white Anglo-Saxon male. I like I was born here. My parents were born here. My, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. all that sort of bullshit. Um, so you could look. I mean, I do come from a point of privilege, and so I've. Well, there definitely were expectations for me to to do well to go to university, especially my family to go to university, get a good degree. Um, you know, get a good job, stuff like that. Um, is that for you for Tamils? Is it a a cultural thing that exists back in Sri Lanka, yeah, or is it a, a, a migrant thing? Because you find this in a lot of cultures. Um, the first generation immigrants yeah. to to Western countries, when they have kids, they want their kids to go through proper education. Yeah, so we- that's literally my parents. So my parents migrated over here in nineteen. 19- 97 slash 8 and then I was born 1998 and they don't even know English properly you know like they're they're like two scared Tamil people that just migrated over here they don't know how to speak English they don't know their way around here they they're not living a life that they lived down there they would have been I don't know they would have been able to talk their own language and like like get on with their life so when I was born they were scared probably you know when I think of it now like I always used to think, oh, my parents are strict. You know, they want me to do this. But they were just scared, you know? Like, if I came to this country and I have no idea what's going on, I've got a kid, I'm going to try be as secure as possible in raising that kid, you know? So that I'm not going to just go and be- let him become an MMA fighter straight away. I want him to have a good education so he can live a good life. But, yeah, that's why they are the way they are, I think. And you see, I mean... It seems to me like that attitude, even for your fight career, has 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 helped you a lot. If they didn't have that, maybe you wouldn't have had the direction to, yeah. to pursue fighting. Do you think? I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, as in, because because basically what they're doing is they're putting a, a work work ethic. Yeah. And I hate the, the phrase. I've used it already. Work ethic. They're putting a work ethic into you. Yeah. Um, as in, my mom not just studying, but she wanted me to do something, do everything. Like, that's why she even put me in karate. Like, I didn't ask to go to karate. She put me there because as much as she wanted me to study, she wanted me to learn everything so I can use my skills or whatnot, like get a good amount of skills. So yeah, it did. That did help. So um, what's your first memory of MMA then? <sighs> that is a good question, man. It's a question I like because oh, everyone goes, oh. Bro, no, no, no. You're Let me tell you this story. <laughs> yeah, so... So I'm training Muay Thai now, so sixth form time. I've never been to an MMA gym, but I want to fight in MMA in my head. 
Like I'm in my first year of sixth form, so year 12, 17 years old, 16 to 17 years old. And I started looking at MMA shows, like just watching fighting. Yeah, just watching it like on in, in sixth form. And then I thought, I want to fight in this. Like I've, I've got good skills. I can fight in this. I had no idea about ground game. I don't know what ground game is. at the. I didn't know ground game was even called jiu-jitsu at the time. It was that bad. And I basically called, the, you know, GPUK. So I'm 17 years old, 16, 17. I called the guy that runs the show. I asked him if I could fight. Yeah. It was not a good idea. So as in, <laughs> as in long term, it was a good Anyway, idea. moving on. <laughs> so um, I called him and I said, I want to fight in your show. And I went. And that was it. And I went and I saw the I've never seen a cage in my life. I've never even seen a fence in my life, like an MMA fence, yeah? Never even seen that. Just know how to kick and punch a, a, a bit. And um, yeah, I got taken down and I got choked up. I went to sleep. You went to sleep? Yeah, I went to sleep. Uh, so I was 17. The guy was like my age now. So he's like 22, 23, and he trains. There's a difference. Yeah. As in, it was his amateur fight. It was his first amateur fight. But he trains, like he's an older guy, he trains or whatnot. I have no MMA, so I did what I knew, which was kicking, a lot of kicking. So I went, but I froze, I didn't, I didn't know how to fight in front of a big crowd like that. It was dark, the spotlight was just a cage. I had no idea it was going to be like this. I walk in and I froze in it, like, even my striking went out the window. Like I was stiff, like my legs were just stiff. So I went in, I threw a, um, I was moving. And the first thing I did, as soon as he came a little bit forward and I saw any form of attack was spin. I just spin kicked. And because he was coming, he took my back. And I I didn't know how to like frame and like underhooks and whatnot. Yeah, I you know. don't if you've never done any yeah, rappling. I, I, exactly. I didn't know that. I just grabbed his head and just pulled him over my shoulder. So he kind of flipped over me. But when he flipped over me, he grabbed my neck. Like he, he went for the neck. So I rolled with him. <laughs> And sorry, he, I, I rolled with him and yeah, he, he got me in the rear naked. It was like in 40 seconds, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. Not, not bueno. What's, um, what weight, weight class was that? This was at this 61 point. and really, I didn't know you can weight cut. I didn't you know, know obviously cutting and no. stuff. So I cut real weight to 61, like by dieting. And I didn't even know you can like right. water cut, sweat it out and stuff. Didn't you, didn't you enter yourself for a featherweight fight yeah so yeah. then i still don't know so then when i came over to uni before i even went to lions gym i booked myself another fight with the same person but this was at featherweight and i still have no jiu-jitsu like that well like and then i literally i remember i booked the fight and then i went up to james and i said i booked this fight and james was like why did you do that and then he was like he didn't say don't do it he just said we'll help you kind of thing mm. like as much because he knew i got striking like a decent amount of striking on like, not even how it was before like it was like a year after and then but that fight was dead he took me down but there was nothing happening and i was just in side control for the whole three rounds and yeah there is a highlight from that fight um that i kind of feel like in the long run it's not going to be a, a big deal but it's where he he like double legs you yeah, yeah and yeah. literally yeah. Carries you over to his yeah. corner. And yeah. I've never seen, but when I watched that fight, I'd never seen anyone do that before. Yeah. Um, As in, I, I don't even remember it that well, but yeah, that did happen. And I was like, it was, it's embarrassing, isn't it? But 
in the long run, it's not embarrassing because, like, it's, in it's my head, experience. it was in my head, it was I want to fight. Yeah. That was that was all that I cared about in my head. I just wanted to fight. I just wanted to get in that cage and fight. It's, it's the same in music. If you want to show, book a show. Yeah, and but I didn't have enough to. I didn't learn enough. I haven't learned enough yet. And then that's when I was like, okay. And then James told me fighting K one and Muay Thai, learn the MMA, learn the Jiu Jitsu, learn the wrestling, and then fight in MMA. And then that's what I did. So I fought in Muay the K one the following year, and then I fought in Muay Thai the following year after that. And then I didn't fight because of the corona and a little injury that happened and a few issues. And then I fought in 2021. And now I've had three MMA fights and I mm. won two. Yeah. Um, those, it's, it's night and day. Even, Sorry? it's night and day. The, it's the, the difference between these last three fights, even yeah. the one you lost and the first two fights. You look yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's as in the first two fights. Uh, I don't remember the year, but I think it was 2017, 2017, 2018, and then and then I thought, yeah, yeah, and then I thought, no, 2017, 20. So your first fight was 2016, yeah, 2016, September 2016, and your second fight was uh, December 2017, yeah. So from 20, then I fought in K1 2018, 2019, fought in Muay Thai, 2020, didn't fight, and then 2021, those three, those fights. three fights. Is that a schedule you're you're looking to keep? Obviously, you're fighting yeah. uh, at IMAFs um, this month. Is that a schedule you're still looking to keep? Yeah, this three fights want, a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair, this these three fights I fought in like five months. It wasn't in a, in a year. It was from July. July thirty first was my first fight, and then September twenty fifth, and then December. So it was the second half of the year I had all three fights. If I have the whole year, I could fight more. No doubt, but. I think I should take a little break in between each fight. I don't know. You've got to learn as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. As in, I always... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's, there is that balance between yeah. you want to stay competition ready, and the only way to do that is competition, but also there's learning that happens between that. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure I know people who would love to fight every week if they could. Yeah. But, you you know, if you're always preparing for a fight, you're never going to get that, that new stuff in. Yeah, so after IMFs, I'm planning to take, like... A month off, but I guess that's still nothing. Yeah, as in I, I, I thought like even like after a certain amount of fight, like last year, I was like, okay, let's rest for like two, three weeks. I couldn't like you, I can't. No, like no, because like you, 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 you buzzing. You're... Yeah, and when I usually me when when I'm training hard like twice a day, I want to fight at the end of six to eight weeks. You know, I I don't want to just train and keep training. I yeah. want to test it. You know. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, so 100%. that's why I wanted to fight as regular as well. And because I didn't fight the whole of 2020, I just wanted to get as many fights in this year. I mean, last year. So um, speaking of the IMAFs, um, how was training today? Yeah, it was good. Um, so there was a, so the England squad came today. So they came from like, because of the travel, it made me a little bit tired because I had to travel from Southeast London all the way up. We didn't do anything too hectic. It was just learning. We did some cage work did some level change stuff, did some takedowns. And that was it, to be fair. Yeah, it was good. Um, was it was it different from... It was cold. It's cold. Yeah, it was very cold. I'm but they had where a, it was. <laughs> they were, it was in Manchester. They had a heater on, but it was still a little bit cold. But yeah, that so was it. It just reminds me of when I was at um, rugby as a kid. And then Jack shares this, this um, 
with this memory with me. You'd, you'd be freezing. It would be like Sunday. You'd be. It's like you know being on a football pitch. Um, it's absolutely free, and you're in your shorts. And you're like, it's so cold. Why do I do this? I don't want to do this. And the coach always goes, "Well, just get running. You'll get warm." Like, no, oh, there's a different kind of. Yeah, up north is weird, man. It's very cold. Like for the trial for the IMF trials, they didn't even have a heater, and it was in, it was in like a gym, but it was like a church as well. It was and it was freezing cold in there. Like I couldn't feel my feet the whole session. So there were points where I don't even know what I'm doing. Like with my feet when I'm like defending a takedown or whatnot, like against the cage. I genuinely couldn't feel my feet for the whole day. Like after, like I was driving home and I can't feel my feet. <laughs> it was very bad. That is not what you want when you're. Yeah. Uh, like I just turned the heater on, and I was just doing it, but it was very weird. Like up north is very cold. I can't hack it. I can't. Southern Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, I love the North. I, like, mm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a Midlands boy, but I love the North. I'd rather stay in the South. south. Everyone's so grumpy. What, at South? Yeah. No, they're not. They're actually very nice people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> they are very nice. They're, they're nice people in South East London. Lewisham especially. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> um, What weight class are you fighting at for IMAPS? 66, because they don't do yeah. water cuts and that, so how I'm you, on weight right now. Do you think, um, how do you, do you think you, you're going to feel great fighting yeah. at 66? Yeah. Obviously, oh, everyone else is going to feel um, natural they, weight. They weigh in at like 9 a.m. or something, I think, and the fights start at 11. So it's for every fight as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so you're not going to have time to rehydrate nope. to a point where you should be. So even if you do that the first day, you're not going to win enough to get to the fifth day whilst water cutting every day. Did you see uh, Melissa's fights at 66? Oh, yeah, I watched it. I watched it. So good. Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember watching it live. It was sick. Yeah. <laughs> makes, makes me kind of, as a someone who has never cut weight before, makes me kind of wish that people didn't have to cut weight. Yeah. Because I just think people look better without... Yeah, they do. But it, even if it's on the day weigh-ins... Uh, for my la- not my last fight that I want the fight before that which I lost that that was at sixty six, and that was on the day weighing, but I saw people were still water cutting. Yeah, they they used to do it for uh, wrestling. That's where weight cutting comes from, isn't yeah. it? Is, uh, people still water cut like even if it's on the day. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting in the evening. They're still water cutting, like a good few kilos. So it's yeah. basically like cheating if you're just yeah. weirding out your weight like that. You know? Oh yeah, hundred percent. But it is what it is. Fuck with your brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, someone I know had to cut not that much. It was like a kilo or two in a day um, before a jiu-jitsu competition. Didn't, obviously, like, didn't do a water cut, just like, dieted like, for, the, for the, the day before. But we didn't know going into this jiu-jitsu competition that the weigh-ins were right before you fought. So this person, stomach was empty, just like no food whatsoever. A little yeah. bit of water, like no food whatsoever, competing in jiu-jitsu. Did very well, did very well. But oh. that, um, you know, I I, just, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Just, 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 that why point, would you do that? Like, why would you compete hungry, empty stomach? What's the point? No. There's literally no point. No. You can't perform your best. Even if you do well, you could have performed better. It's do just you, weird. Do you feel the difference? Do you, as a fighter, feel the difference um, 
Cause mine's day before way, and I cut to sixty one. But and I, I, my last cut, I didn't even feel the cut. It was so easy, like, and I rehydrated and I felt great. When I, I just felt great. My last cut didn't even feel like a cut. I didn't even take a bath, in the end, like for the cut. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it just sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take like a hot water bath. Um, so your brother trains at. Uh... Lions. Yeah, he does. I've not, I've not yet spoken to him. Um, what's how, how old is is Saren, isn't it? Yeah, Saren. Yeah, um, he's nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. and he's just started uni. Yeah, he started uni last year, year, second year. Now. Second year. Um, is he sort of looking to follow in your? Yeah, he, he wants to fight. Yeah, he wants to. Um, there's an interclub happening this yeah. month in Birmingham. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah, I'll, I'll be competing. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine because he 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 wants to compete as well. So okay, um, take him with you. <laughs> on the train oh okay yeah yeah whatever um do you remember when we went to the interclub and yeah. like eight bears after i had a, I had a, I had a uh, vlog oh did do you, you remember the vlog no i don't oh i should send it to you yeah it's i want to see it's it so shit it's funny man oh okay um yeah, do you remember the amount of food sorry we'll get back to sarah in yeah, a minute yeah. do you remember the amount of food that sefer and his dad ordered <laughs> yeah these guys are sleeping in the car that they came up they were just eating so much food i was like what the hell man and that's, that's uh, me like i ordered us we went to tg was it tg Fridays? Fridays. yeah yeah I, I ordered a salad and a beer because like i wanted a beer i'd had you know a couple of fights i wanted a beer but i was also really poor oh okay thanks. um and i didn't realize until later that day i was like really badly concussed oh well i say really bad i was a little bit concussed okay um but uh, i'm there with a salad and a beer and these guys are there with like three burgers each like large like two large fries each yeah. um onion rings all this i don't know if i remember correctly but james was eating everyone's food oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah i think i gave like a quarter of my food to him <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't think you went to the one after maybe you did i don't know the one after that in leeds i went to two Right, so you you were probably there. Did you go to Nando's with us? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Do you remember when what he, James uh, ordered? He no. ordered the hottest chicken they had, with the peri peri salted chips, and the vusa, and he put the vusa sauce on it. So like the hottest sauce that Nando's have. Okay. And um, and I was like, fuck it, like I would like I guess it was me trying to sh- prove that I'm tough, even though I'm not tough. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna join him. And hot food like doesn't doesn't really get to me that much. Maybe like hot food from other countries probably would, but like hot food here, not so much. Yeah, in Nando's is not that deep. No. Yeah. And um, but <laughs> fuck me, we put the Vusa sauce and the Piri Piri salted chips, and James is sat there like this. Oh my god, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and he reckons that gave him IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Because he swore for months after that. <laughs> he couldn't shit properly. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. Like, he, anything I don't he think ate, I was there for this. Like, for this Nando's like you day. Yeah, yeah if, if, when, if you went to Nando's. There was a day where James was telling us the maddest stories. Is that the day? Yeah. The maddest stories. Yeah. Okay. But to be fair, he tells some pretty mad stories anyway. Nah, this is like the maddest stories I've heard like from James. I'm pretty sure that this is the day we're talking about. Probably definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Saren, um, did Saren do, uh, do karate? Yeah, he did karate as well. Uh, he got a black belt in karate, but he has never competed in karate. But he's good, like, his kicks and that. And he started Muay Thai when I started Muay Thai. So he's like, he started everything younger than me. Because yeah. whenever I went, he kind of came with me. 
And yeah, so now he's doing MMA at Lions. I haven't wrestled him yet. How's his wrestling? No, it's pretty dead. I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there, lad. Yo, on Saturday, I was just making him do sprawls and shoots and sprawls and shoots and just getting him. You're taking that old school karate teaching style and applying it to... Yeah, as in, like, he finds it a little bit hard to shoot. Okay. Uh, like, because that, that flexibility, just shooting explosively and stuff. Um, but it's, it's, it's there. It's there. So is he not as flexible as you? No, he's not as flexible as me. He used to be, and then he just kind of stopped with all of that. He started getting into football and stuff. And footballers are all not flexible. They're not flexible. They just never look at flexibility. And then he no. just kind of lost it a little bit. With that. Um... But he can still kick high, like he can kick good, like he's good at kicking like heads, but he can't like go splits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like like Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So is he doing MMA? Um, MMA and K one. Yeah, uh, he he wants to fight in MMA and K one. I think cool. he wants to have a K. I think he wants to do what I did. I think he wants to fight in K one, whilst learning MMA, jiu jitsu, like everything, and then fight in MMA. It's cool that you almost like James have really sort of tested the waters with everything. So now like you can almost say to people, Hey, you should do this. Like if you, if you're serious about fighting, then you should do this, train yeah. this, like think about doing it this way, that sort of thing. Um, not just for your brother, but for, for all the, like the clients that you have. Yeah. Um, people that want to fight in your area. Um, is that something that I, I guess it just kind of happens, but is that something that you think about at all? Like, Getting people to fight. Almost like your, not responsibility, but your position in, in the community. Yeah. As, 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 a, as a coach. Right now, like I'm kind of focused on my thing, yeah. kind of thing. Obviously, because it's my brother, I'm telling him what to do and stuff. But yeah, eventually I think I, I will do, I do stuff like that. People do come up to me and ask, they want to fight, they want to do this, but they only come to me really once a week, you know? So they're not going to a natural. But when someone really does want to fight, I tell them, you should probably get going to New Wave Academy as well if you want to fight kind of thing. But, yeah, that's... Just um, give them a shout. Who, who's the, uh, who's, who are the coaches at New Wave? So the, head, the heads of New Wave is Christian and Colin. And they're, they're like Colin, um, Christian does the jiu-jitsu classes and stuff. And, um, but the coaches, so Tommy. Um, to, uh, Tommy is an experienced amateur MMA fighter. And he's like my main MMA coach right now. He's sick. And... Um, my jiu-jitsu coach is Owen. I don't know if you've heard of Owen. What's his last name? Owen O'Gallaghan, I think. Sorry if I got it wrong. I feel like I've he's, probably... He's competing in the ADCC soon. Yeah, it rings It rings he's, a bell. He's a beast. I'll have, to, I'll have to check him out. Yeah, and um, for wrestling, it's Sid and Alex. If you've heard of Sid, he's competing for England, I think, soon. Mm, no, I'll have to check these guys yeah, out. Yeah, and... Yeah, that's it right now. Um, that's, that's really cool, man. Yeah. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, especially for Alicia, your dog. Yeah. Your dog is the most adorable Thank you. thing. Well-trained as well. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. At times. Did you put, <laughs> did you put a, lot of, a lot of work into, into the training? Nah, um, not really. She's, she's naturally, she was just naturally good with everything. I remember, I didn't even teach her how to sit. One day I came home and... My brother said, oh, she's sitting when I say sit. And she was. <laughs> that was it. And then since then, I was like, okay, she's smart. So I started teaching her stuff like, like, like lying down, all of that's easy. But like, I teach her how to play dead. 
But that's that's quite that's cool. Hard. But she would only do it if it's in the den, though. If it's in the tiger oh, den, okay. she won't do it on normal floor. It's weird. So I'll take I'll take her into the gym. I'll be like lie, and then with the tree, I'll be like tip, and she'll just tip to the side, and I'll be like one, two, three, bam. She'll just lie there. <laughs> that's funny. And then that's I'm, so I'm, funny. I'm sitting there like without moving. I'm like up, and then she'll get up. It's, that's that's cool. like the coolest trick I've got. She used to never listen when it comes to like letting her off leash. And she would run off and I won't even know where this dog is. Like, it will be quite scary. Like, I, I, yeah. there's been times where I thought I lost her. But now she, she'll be so far. And if I say three, two, when I'm counting three, two, she'll be back before one kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's her name? Aura. Aura. Yeah. That's a really cool name. Yeah. I named her. I named her. Yeah. Um, you, she's got a, is it, is it brother? Yeah, Ace. Yeah. Ace. So Ace. He, the, the brother, he's massive. Who's got Ace? Because you're my cousin. Your my cousin. cousin. My first cousin has Ace. So basically, that was a funny little story as well. So I was going to buy a dog. And today, I've decided the dog is coming to my house. So my cousin came to paint my brother's, uh, help my brother paint his room. And then he found out we're going to buy a dog. He f- convinced his parents to come with us to look. In the end, he got a dog as well. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he was, they were literally, because they were young, they were young when they got it, or the sister was. And they're literally like borderline gonna cry if the dog doesn't come home with us. So they oh. bought it in the end. What's uh, what what kind of dog? She they are half um, German Shepherd and half Husky. That's amazing. Yeah, they are beautiful dogs as well. Thanks, man. Now I I, I want one of those now. Um, yeah, I, I can't lie. I want a cat. I want a cat to play with Wara. Where is it? You don't want that cat. Oh really? No. Oh, he's an asshole. Call him <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, because he's the devil. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I want a cat to just play with Aura, but at the same time, I think Aura will like bite it or something. So I don't know. No. Nah, no. Not not if you get a kitten and they. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it's harder to introduce a dog to a cat than a cat to it. So like, if you've already got a dog, yeah, you get a kitten, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're fine. But if you've already got a cat, and you, even if you get a puppy, like the oh, cat's really? just, the cat's just like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I swear. Yeah, I my mum. My mum. Although he was quite big, my mum's just got a. A puppy's half uh, standard poodle and half um, border collie, um, so and he's just like growing like crazy. He's only like six or seven months old now. But when they came here, uh, he was two, maybe three months old, oh. and he was like so so tall already. And um, he's just a puppy. Like we couldn't have had him here any sooner. Oh, and the okay. cat's just there, just like. Now cats can be scary, man. When yeah. they start like doing all that fucking that hate. hissing, growling. Yeah, shit. yeah, just, yeah. And the dog yeah. just wanted to play because the dog, the house that he was in, like before my mum got him, had um had cats, so oh. he just wanted to play. But like, okay. But no, the cat. Or is really friendly. I just don't know. She's a bit hyperactive sometimes. I don't know what she'd do. But she's very friendly with people when yeah. they come. Because a lot of people come through through my house to to the back to to train, so she's always. That's good. She's she knows how to like deal with like new faces. I She's guess kid trained as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so important. Yeah, it's true. Dogs. But some kids are just naturally just terrified of her. Like I have to literally pick, get her and put that's, her in the back of the gate. I mean, I know it's not your job, but that's sometimes really good for them to be going to a place regularly that has a dog. Maybe yeah, but this kid is like there's one kid. I don't know. This guy's there's something like he's terrified of it. Like I can't keep him like any way near it like I have to literally take her upstairs and put her on a gate God. and close the gate so this guy can go into the gym good lord but um 
so we mentioned uh, Josh Merritt. Um, I'll if people want to check out Josh because he does your strength and conditioning. Um, it's I think it's at Josh Merritt strength. Uh, sorry, at Josh underscore Merritt underscore strength on uh, in on Instagram. Um, what do you like about working with Josh? He's just simple. Right. Like with the with the workouts he gives is even when it's like very hard, it's like this is it. Like it's proper structured because I I don't actually go to him. He sends me the workout plans yeah. and I do it. So, and it's like every every exercise is like hyperlinked, so I could just click oh, that's it cool. and it'll that's... take me to YouTube. If I don't understand, he sends me like a voice note of everything, explaining everything already. But if I still don't understand, I could just look at that. It's very clear. I just literally look at it and just do it. Awesome. It's very easy. Um, and you've just got a, a new sponsor recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Com- Complete smiles. Mm, yeah. Tell me about that. How did so, that come together? So that happened after my last fight. Um, my following went up quite a bit after my last fight and was at the IMF as well. They reached out to me and they're a private dentist company. They're, they're quite sick with what they do. They're doing a, um, what's it called? The, you know, the aligners. Uh, it's like Invisalign. Yeah. Invisalign. So like if like to make it completely straight, mm-hmm. I think. So for that, they're doing like a 1000 pound discount for that. Oh wow. Yeah. It's pretty mad. So if you want, if you want it, you can go as well. I'm just I'll just saying. Oh, anyway. I'll definitely think about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can look at them up at um, at Complete Smiles UK on yeah. Instagram. Um, yeah, they do just, you have a promo code or anything? That... No, I just say just say you sort like sort it through me. I guess I don't. I, there's no promo code. But yeah, <laughs> they just messaged me on Instagram and we just got to go from there. Um, you're, I find you had a TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like TikTok? I used to not, but it's just it's just when I'm bored, I just do it. It's, it's one of them ones. Um, well, if you want to check out Kenny's TikTok or his Instagram, it's at uh, Kenny Rugen yeah. for both. Um, so last question, because I know you've got to get off to London. Yeah. Long drive. Um, who are you watching at the minute in the UFC? Sorry? Or in MMA? Who are you watching and, at the minute? Oh, that's tough. I'm watching Sean O'Malley. He's sick. What do you like about him? I just like the vibe that he brings. Like, he must get hated on so much. For I hate him. Right, exactly. But but he sells like as a wrestling do, fan. He's doing he his, sells tickets. He's doing his thing. It's sick. I I love the way he like handles himself, mm-hmm. and I love the way he fights. It's not even just all talk here. Like, he's genuinely finishing people and it's stuff. Crazy. And I know he hasn't like faced like top five or top ten or whatnot, but I think he'd do well. Again, I want to see him and like Cody. I think he beats Cody. I think he beats Cody. Yeah, I think he. Which is a shame. Because I think he'd knock out Cody. I used to be the, the biggest yeah. Cody. Fan. Cody used to be a scary guy. Yeah. Do you remember, have you seen the uh, his like first few fights, first one or two, second fight in the UFC? He's literally following the guy to the cage and he just throws one right hand and he just drops. The other guy just drops that proper power behind that. Yeah. And now he just lets himself get hit a little bit too much. I yeah. Think. Yeah. He just yeah. doesn't. You know. He just. He just relies on that power too much. He gets like caught up in his own head. No, um, against Dominic Cruz. Cody Cody against Dominic Cruz. That's such a great fight. My mom was dancing. Yeah. Like not I know. just relying on I power. know. That yeah. was I think that was probably one of the first MMA fights I ever saw. Oh really? Because I believe this is where like people like Cooksey and Russell are gonna come in and be like, oh no, actually it was blah blah blah. But I think it was UFC two oh three, which was CM Punk versus that was your goal. Fun. And that's the first fight you watched. That was what I was watching for. 
I think I might have watched the, the Brock Lesnar-Mark Hunt fight before that, but it was okay. punk. I say this to everyone, everyone goes. <laughs> My first was Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort. That was, wow. the, that was the first fight I watched. That was a good fight to be the first fight watched. Yeah, for sure. The front kick. 100%. Yeah. As in, I didn't even watch it like live. I just, that was, it just came up on YouTube when I was like eight, nine years old. It's weird because I got into MMA from a grappling like side of things. Yeah. Um, like I stuck with it because Punk mentioned training with the Gracies um, and I looked up this Gracie Jiu-Jitsu shit and I just So liked... you got into MMA because of CM Punk? 100%. Mad. 100%. That's so mad. like I know I'm no big player but like fuck anyone that's like you know oh don't you... Are you like a CM Punk fan? Huge CM Punk fan. Okay. Huge CM Punk fan. Glad he's back in wrestling. Um, yeah. But uh what was I going to say? Yeah, so I got him from a grappling standpoint, but then I think Connor fought at 205 after that. And um, I just wanted to check out Connor because it was like, it was his, it was versus Eddie Alvarez. It was the, the, the title, the double champ thing. And I saw the way Connor fought. Now you could probably dissect it way better than me, but that karate stance, like just yeah, the way I, he did things. I remember like, I used to watch a lot of highlight videos of UFC, like UFC yeah. like knockouts or like performances or whatnot. And, I remember watching McGregor fight and I didn't know that was called Conor McGregor at the time because I wasn't like into the UFC like, yeah. like that, like like knowing all the names and stuff. But I knew I saw McGregor and I was like, that guy is sick. Like, because he was, he, it was against Chel Sonnen. Was it? No, 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 it wasn't Chel Sonnen. It was a short, stocky guy. Uh, Brandau? Third no. fight or fourth fight? When he goes to spot him, the guy doesn't spot him, he puts his middle finger and walks off. Uh, it's not Chelsea, and that's so dumb. It's not Chelsea, and sorry, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I should know this. I should absolutely know this. What is his MMA record? There's so much shit on him, like his controversies and stuff. He's short and stocky. Um, I know who you're talking about. What's his um? Fuck. Uh, I'm pretty sure his name starts with a C, which is why I said Chelsea. Uh, I know who you're talking. Oh, you don't mean Chad? No, it's not Chad Mendes. No, it's not Chad Mendes. Um, Marcus Brimage. Does he have like blonde hair? Diego Brand, no. Dennis Silva. Might be Dennis Silva. I think it's Dennis Silva. Yeah, yeah it might be. So it doesn't start with yeah. C. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember that fight where he just kept jab crossing with le using the left hand, just breaking him down, and I was like, shit. And he was even for like a spin kick, and I really like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I came for Punk and stayed for Connor. <laughs> okay. Um, it took me a while with every other, like all the rest of the striking. I just didn't understand it. But mm. um, I was the only kid that when I watched MMA, I was the only guy that when I watched MMA, I was like, when they went to the ground, I was like, yeah. Because oh. <laughs> like everyone else, if you go to like a sports bar or like a pub or anything, you watch yeah. MMA. It took me a good while to get into the grappling. Like even when I was at Lions, I didn't like it as much as I liked the striking. Yeah. But now I, I love all of it. It's yeah. Sick. Alicia's started, well, I say started, Alicia loves all of it as well, yeah. which is really cool. That's good. She started with Muay Thai and uh, Dean Yeah, Jones. I remember she used to train Muay Thai yeah. when I was there. She's looking good, man. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for, she's fighting uh, Golden Ticket in Oh, she's March. fighting Golden Ticket? Yeah. We've got, we got a few boys coming. Uh, Who? Boys and girls going out. Um, Lee, do you remember Lee? Tall guy, um, top knot, blonde. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lee's fighting... Uh, there's another guy whose name I can't remember who's on the list. Um, who's uh, he's quite fresh. You won't know him, um, but they're looking for a match for him. Obviously, Melissa's fighting. Um, shit, I think Garon's fighting. I think Jack's fighting. 
um, yeah, so we've got, we got a few people going out. It's going to be, it's going to be really cool. That's it. Um, I came to not the last God of Fire ticket, the one before where James. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That was sick. One. It was cool to see I you. I started off at the end, like at the yeah. back, but by the time James fought, I was sitting at the front row in the middle. So I could literally, this is the cage and I'm sitting right and I'm just yeah. seeing James let kick the madness out of this guy and it yeah. was sick to watch. It was mad that you came up for that. Yeah, I really, because, um, they were fighting, so I really wanted to see James, Garon, Melissa fight. I couldn't see Melissa fight, but in the end, I didn't see her fight. Cause it was like two different things. And Noah was fighting that day as well. So I came up to watch him as well. That's cool. How did he get on? Yeah, he won. He oh, fought for the bantamweight title. The oh, yeah. Title. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, was five rounds of control. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for, for coming over. Kenny. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Um, it took a while to get this together, but very happy we did. Yeah. Um, more than welcome back anytime. Um, come back on after after IMAFs and talk yeah. about your uh, your gold medal. Um, anyone you wanna wanna shout out? Uh, wanna plug yourself. I've shouted out Complete Smiles already, and that's about it. Yeah. Right. Well. Um, yeah. So if you guys want to follow Kenny, you can follow him at at uh, Kenny Rugin, uh on Instagram and TikTok. I'll link everything below, as as per usual. Um, look forward to seeing you again soon, man. Thanks, man. Thank you very See much. Bye-bye.